we build the house a year later or what have you, depending on the construction financing, they will either roll over into a regular 30-year fixed loan, or they can go back out and do a refinance into a long-term hold product if they don't want to sell it or whatever, if they want to hold it long-term, which would probably be a good thing to do anyways, because they have the equity that they can have access mm -hmm. to. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. Hello, everyone. Hope you had a great Christmas. Yeah, I know I did. <laughs> It's highly We're insightful. recording this before Christmas. Time out. We're recording this before Christmas. We're not doing this like two days after Christmas. So let's just be honest with the people. I haven't had my Christmas yet, but I hope yours went really, really well. And I'm certain that mine is going to go fantastically. So that's a lot magically. of confidence that you're it's just saying be, I did have a great Christmas. Hey, Heather, it's going to be 70 degrees here for Christmas. It. I know I'm going to be skiing. So it's all right. <laughs> we have a late... Christmas present for everybody though today on the show. So, I mean, this yes. will be, yeah, this is going to be good. We'll have we a lot of a, excited clients. Yep. We haven't had a show quite like this for quite a while, Heather. I think it's been months. It's been months. Yeah. It's been months. Yeah. So gear up. This is going to be good. We have new area, new, new builder slash supplier for us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to introduce them today and introduce not necessarily a new concept, but one that we don't use very often. Yeah. Talk about the pros and cons. So Zach, welcome to the show. Super happy to have you. Zach and I were connected by another company and they said, Hey, I think you guys might work well together. So that always is a good sign of a good relationship when you have someone that works with both of you and says, Hey, you guys align really well. So made the conversation super easy. So welcome to the show, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. Ron, Heather, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here to talk about an exceptional opportunity. I think a lot of people will be very interested to learn about. And as you mentioned, I mean, your network is your net worth. And so you surround yourself with people that are out there doing good things and operating at a high level. So it was yeah. inevitable that we were going to connect. <laughs> That's right. I love that. And we've had a lot of clients reaching out about the market that you're building in. I told our team just yesterday that we were going to be recording this podcast and talking about it. And they, I mean, you should have seen, they lit up and said, when, how many, tell me about it. I have a wait list for this. So <laughs> we have, <laughs> yes. How many? So exactly. the number one question is not really what, it's how many. Yes. That because um, we have a strong demand that has been building up a pent up demand for months now. So super excited. So tell us a little bit about your model and how you guys have been doing and building this. It's like a build to rent model, really. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, we work in the build to rent space. We do have some people that want to have like a vacation rental or even possibly a primary residence and look at kind of a specific model build, which we're happy to facilitate for them and work with them to do that. But kind of the big picture here from an investment perspective is the ability to invest in one of the hottest markets in the United States coming into immediate equity, which is an exceptional opportunity. A lot of people are going to be excited about. I mean, right now, as you guys can attest, it's a hot market everywhere, right? It's mm -hmm. a challenge to find good deals and good deals that meet your criteria. From a cash flow perspective, there's lots of people overpaying for properties, paying over appraisals, 
it's a challenge to build your portfolio with the same kind of model as, as we did five or 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so because, I mean, it's actually really, it's kind of hard to believe because, you know, I think in most of the markets where everybody is living right now, it's the exact opposite. It's what you were saying just a second ago. We just bought a house and the people were renting the house back to the people because they have nowhere to go. And mm -hmm. They were just telling us, they were like, we're getting outbid by 50 and a hundred thousand dollars on every offer we put in. And how cool is it that you can go in with a contract up front and have some equity built in, in literally one of the hottest markets in the country. Yeah, for sure. If not the hottest market in the mm -hmm. country. And I'm speaking from a state perspective, insane because the amount of people moving from all over the country to places where it's warm. I mean, that... Heather, you need to just get with it. I don't understand what the problem is. I don't know. Zach lives in a cold place, so he does this remote. So I'm like, you're outnumbered today, Ron. I might be, but I'm the only one that's going to be in shorts on Christmas. So <laughs> we'll be thinking about you, Ron, as we're <laughs> enjoying the snow and the cold. You enjoy the snow. I'm going to be thinking about the properties that you're building down in Florida. Let's talk about the market. Let's talk about how you do this because, man, Florida is being literally overrun yeah. with people. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, it is incredible what's happening in Florida. Yeah, um, just to look at some metrics. I mean, if you look at kind of over the past few years, population shift and overall kind of where people are moving, there's the Sun Belt, which a lot of people are making this national kind of mm -hmm. transition. But in addition to that, especially over the past couple of years, people have been moving to areas where things are more affordable, where it's mm -hmm. less legislatively controlled, more business friendly where there's better tax advantages. So we're going to be talking about Florida today, specifically Southwest Florida and Cape Coral. And this is one of the best areas to be invested in. Zach, what was the term you used? Because that was really comical. That was probably the best way any person. The legislative. Could, how did you say it? Legislatively. What was that? I don't even know. I was just rambling on, but was, legislatively was, friendly, maybe. I don't there know. You go. Like, I don't know. It's like legislatively something. And I was like, that is the, the PR, best. man. You couldn't have said that any better. Let's put it this way. It's becoming a challenge in a lot of parts of the country to run a business just from an administrative standpoint, from mm -hmm. a tax standpoint, mm -hmm. cost of living is going up increasingly in most parts of the country. So if we look at Florida, there's a reason why it has the second highest population growth over this past year, second to Texas, but there's a thousand people a day moving to Florida. A lot of this, we were focusing on Southwest Florida, but there's no state income tax. It's still an affordable place to live. I think the median home price in Cape Coral and surrounding areas is around the mid 350s or mid 300s. And you can still go in and operate a business with appropriate structure to be able to be profitable. And not to mention the nice weather that we're talking yeah. about, right? I mean, you still get all those added benefits. And so I think it's very attractive. Obviously it is because there's so many people moving there. And so just from those metrics, when we look at that, it makes sense to invest in an area that's in the path of progress. And we're continuing to see that demand. Just to look at some local metrics, what we're seeing in Cape Coral right now, houses that are available on market are on market for the shortest period of time that we've seen in recorded history, as well as the number of inventory, both for rentals and for retail sales for homeowners. Mm -hmm. And so what that shows us is that there's this huge, huge demand and not enough supply. All the builders combined cannot increase or cannot build enough to supply the demand. So this is going to be in the path of progress over the past year. And we'll talk in, about these numbers and pick them apart, but these house prices are going up at an exceptional amount. You have exceptional appreciation as well as rents 
Do you want me to go through kind of the specifics on details of the properties that we're talking about or? Absolutely. Yeah, I think what the rents are. Yeah, for sure. So kind of what we're talking about is your bread and butter rental property. This would be kind of from the investment perspective, what we're focusing on. This is usually a four, two, four, three, 16 to 1800 square foot house. That's under air. Total square footage would be about 22 to 2400 square foot, two stall garage. This is going to rent out between that 22 to $2,400 a month range. And this is an A-class area, upper B or A-class area. This is in Northeast and Northwest of Cape Coral, where there's a lot of development going on. The exceptional opportunity here, I mean, you have the added benefits of getting into new construction, which we all know has good warranties. You're not yeah. dealing with an old rehabbed house that could have deferred maintenance or maintenance earlier than you anticipate. You're in an A-class area, so you're attracting quality tenant demographics. Mm -hmm. And you are in the path of progress where there's going to be strong appreciation. In addition to that, though, the big attractive thing here is that most investors are coming in with 50 plus thousand dollars of equity that puts them in an exceptional position where they can either go and refinance, cash out, refi, pull the majority, if not all of their money back out to recycle their capital and reinvest. They could sell it for a gain or just hold on to the equity and cash flow more while they while the market appreciates. If we're looking back a year ago from where we're at right now, the same 4-2 model that we're, is very attractive that we're building the majority of right now, these things were projected to rent out at 1800 to 1850. Mm. And we were anticipating about 20 to $25,000 of equity by the time it was built. Fast forward to now when the houses are actually being completed, we're seeing rents in that 22 to $2,400 range. And people are coming in with 50 to 75, sometimes $100,000 of equity. Not to say that that's guaranteed for everyone, but that's the reality yeah. looking yeah. at actual appraisals. So, I mean, it's just an exceptional market. And when you're building below, if we're talking on average around a $300,000 price point, give or take, and those appraisals are coming in between 350 to 400,000. I just sent you guys over a bunch of appraisals we had this last week. Yeah, I think the lowest one was like, I don't know, 355 and the highest one was 386 on there. And so this is an exceptional opportunity to be in the path of progress in the best market, have cash flow because it still cash flows well at those rent ranges and also come into immediate equity. Yeah, I love that. So talk to us a little bit about how the structure that we've discussed, how to maximize that equity dollar and in the land purchase and then the construction loan. What does that look like? Yeah, we'll walk through that kind of start to finish. It's a little bit more involved and a little bit more complicated, but we'll break it down for everyone so they clearly understand. And of course, if they have questions, they can rely on your team to fill in the gaps for them and walk them through start to finish. But the first kind of question that comes up from investors, why would you sell a property below market value, especially in today's world where we can go out and sell a retail property if it's going to be worth three fifty dollars or 400000 why sell below that? And rightfully so, that wouldn't make sense from a building perspective and a resale perspective. However, like with all builders and developers, we're limited by our own personal financing. We are doing that. We are building a lot to sell retail. Land isn't limited. It's becoming a little bit more limited. Labor isn't limited. Permitting is pain, you know, that causes delays. But I mean, the big limitation is the financing aspect. So we're actually partnering with investors that come in. They take out the construction loan, which there's multiple different loan options. They can do as little as 10% down if they wanted to use it as like a vacation rental. Typical construction loans could be 20 to 25% down. And so we work with them and your team works with them to decide what is the best construction loan. And we purchased the land. They purchased the land as part of their down payment. So that's their equity contribution that allows them to also obtain the construction financing to finance the build. We build the house a year later or what have you. 
depending on the construction financing, they will either roll over into a regular 30-year fixed loan, or they can go back out and do a refinance into a long-term hold product if they don't want to sell it or whatever, if they want to hold it long-term, which would probably be a good thing to do anyways, because they have the equity that they can have access Mm -hmm. to. Yeah, exactly. I think if you're going to have equity, man, (laughs) using it makes a lot of sense. There is such Um, a thing as return on equity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So as far as the process and timeline of it, can you talk a little bit about what that looks like? Because I know you said permitting has just been taking a really long time down there. So if a client, if I were to go and buy a lot, what typically am I paying for a lot? Sure. Yeah. Right now we're probably, and this is depending on when someone's listening to this, a lot of prices are going to go up. You know what I (laughs) mean? It it just happens and land is limited. So we're probably looking in that 35 to $45,000 range right now. This could be true for a dry lot, meaning no water access or having a canal where you do have water access. That's very attractive. Cape Coral has more canal square footage than anywhere in the world, including Venice. The way that they've built out the canal systems, it's, it's very attractive for people. It's rated one of the, you know, the top places to own a boat, for access to water, for multiple reasons. But how the process works, let's say someone is interested in this. They want to go through the whole steps. We'll just take an investor through the process. The first thing they do is decide on the model they want to build and working with your team to do that. Once they do that, the first thing is getting a pre-approval with one of the construction lenders. And there are a couple different options. There's a construction to perm loan, which is a Fannie Mae product. That's an option where someone could potentially use as a second home loan, put 10% down or 20% down, or they can use a straight construction loan. We won't go through too many details with that because it's very much on an individual basis. The main thing, like any other... Can I ask one question though about the uh, construction to perm? Sure. Are they able to lock their perm rate at the beginning of the construction process or they have to wait? Ron, that's an exceptional question because that's a huge benefit of the construction to perm loan. You're locking your rate today for- That's crazy. So I don't know if everybody, I hope everybody like heard that piece (laughs) because rates are going to go up. So a couple of things, right? We've talked about having equity. We've talked about that's a really cool part of this. But if you're building a home and you can lock your permanent rate now- and construction is done six months, eight months, whatever it takes for permitting, who knows, down the road when rates have gone up a half a point or God forbid a point, you've locked yours now, right? So again, you know, like Warren Buffett said before, the bank's stuck with it. They have a 30-year fixed rate mortgage that you're locked in at and you got it up front at today's rates, right? So think that through because next year rates are most likely going to go up. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. So yes, you're locking your rate with that construction to perm loan. It's called a one-time closed loan. This is where you finance. It's wrapped into one. It's a construction loan up front. You put the down payment, whether it's 10% or whatever contribution you want to put down, you put that down up front, the house is built, and then it automatically rolls over into a 30-year fixed loan. It's not a double close. You don't have to do another closing. You don't have additional closing costs, and you're locking your rate long-term, which is a huge thing. I mean, we're seeing people locking sub four right now, which is exceptional. If they weren't able to qualify for that loan for whatever reason, you can use straight construction financing. This is private financing, which we have many lenders available in our network that offer very good products, a little bit higher rates. You're not locking it and requires a little bit more down payment. Once you have your pre-approval, the next aspect is actually finding the land, which we have land acquisition team specifically dedicated to working with your clients that are going to identify the specific areas that are going to have the best investment opportunity. There's a lot of things to consider. 
people ask about this is Florida. What about floods and hurricanes? We don't want to invest in flood zones, just like any area there's flood zones. We stay away from flood zones. You are not required to have flood insurance. Hurricane is considered part of your normal storm coverage, part of your normal insurance policy. So these are not astronomical insurance policies we're seeing. I mean, the average is six to $800 for an insurance policy, but that's kind of besides the point. So once they acquire the land, we find the land, you buy the land with all cash. So let's say it's a $40,000 lot. That's considered part of your down payment with the loan. If that doesn't fulfill your full down payment, when the loan actually closes, then you contribute the rest of your down payment. But once we have the land found and you own the land, which gives you security actually in the investment is actually having the physical land. We sign the build contracts, then we turn it into permitting. Permitting right now, we're really looking at four to five months. Unfortunately, that's the biggest waiting period. That's the frustration for people is just, yeah, just waiting with no updates. Total build time is about a year, give or take a month or two, again, depending on permitting. So that's kind of start to finish. I mean, we'll be providing regular updates throughout the process. Obviously your team is intricately involved in making sure the process is moving along smoothly and as predicted. And once the house is completed, we'll turn it over to management. They actually start leasing the leasing efforts prior to CO before the house is actually completed. They start marketing it. And in most cases, there's actually a tenant lined up. There's a wait list for people builds. So usually you come into a lease immediately. Yeah. Which is the beautiful part of being in a market that's in demand. I mean, that's awesome. Zach, walk us through the, uh, I know one of the questions at least that I would have if I were doing this is what's the draw process and what's my security that you're not going to go in and get all the draws, not do the work. And then I'm going to get stuck with a big, huge construction loan and a house that's not finished. That's a very valid point. And that is a concern, right? Is how are you, depending on wherever you are in the country or internationally, how are you confirming that the house is actually being built? And using the lender is actually part of your security by doing that. Your down payment is secured by the lot, just so everyone is aware of, of kind of the metrics and what's happening in this market and why you need to pay attention to invest right now is because this is not going to last forever. We're building below the median house price and you're coming into immediate equity. That's not going to last forever. When you're building below the median house price, that gives you a lot of room, a lot of ability to have security as far as future valuation and have demand. These are nice houses and they have luxury. They have nice finishes, stainless steel appliances, tile, backsplash, et cetera. They're not large million dollar luxury houses though, that we're not going to have that same upside. But to your question, Ron, about the draw process, the lender is going to require that the work is inspected before they release any draws. You're not giving all the money to our development and build team before any work is done. And so that's an important thing. Your security and your down payment is backed by the land. Land a year ago, we were seeing in that ten dollars to $15,000 range. Now we're dollars to $45,000 over one year. And that's likely going to increase dramatically over this next year as we see increased demand. So how the process works is that you know once you actually close on the property, order we usually pre-order trusses in windows and things like this, by the way, to speed up the build process. There's certain things we do to assist in the expedition of the house being delivered. But what's happening is that once the house is, we do some work and then they hire, the lender hires a third party inspection company to come and verify that the work has actually been done to standards. And then they give authorization to the bank to release the draw, to pay in the rear for that work to be done. Perfect. As it should be. Yeah. As that's the way it's supposed to work. I mean, that's Heather and I are building some houses right now. It's exactly the way the draw schedule works with yeah. those. And we yeah. own the land. Same thing. Like it's, yep. yeah. 
so far it's been working great. The permitting took a minute, but <laughs> so far minutes. it's working yeah. great. <laughs> I mean, anytime, just so everybody understands, anytime the government is involved, everything will go slow. Yeah. They screw everything up that they touch. So yeah. if it weren't for that, you could have these things done in what, six months? Even months? less than that, the actual ground up construction is usually a four to five month process. So you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. And I used to be working for the government, Ron. I was in the military <laughs> for seven years and had firsthand experience of, uh, yeah, how inefficient we'll say. Yeah. yeah. Screw up, you move up. So <laughs> that's at least what we said. Uh, what branch were you in? Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I was in the army and it's probably not quite as bad. Screw up, you move up. But in the army, at least in the infantry, was definitely screw up, you move up. I don't know how in the world, <laughs> other so than weird. people just like stayed for so long that really stupid people got into uh, positions of authority, but that seemed to be how it happened anyway. But hmm. thank you for your service. That's awesome. Seven years. That's a long time. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so taking the government out of this, you're still building in normal time. I mean, you guys are able to order everything up front. You're not having any real slowdowns based on product availability or anything like that. Well, that's a really good question because this last year was pretty crazy, right? I mean, we've all heard about lumber shortages, material shortages, supply chain, COVID, just everything. It's like, what impact does it have? You know, you just have to be agile and I guess adapt to whatever the circumstances are. We have multiple lots that we own that are just a supply yard for ordering windows and trusses. We know that we're going to sell so many houses and we plan ahead for that. And so we can, in confidence, order those things in advance. That way that we have them when the time comes. But again, the permitting is the slowest process. It just really is. It's frustrating for the client too. I think it's important to know expectations going into it because people are excited and it's like, well, there's no updates for five months. I feel like I'm out of the loop and, and <laughs> so are we. I mean, that's just how yeah. it goes. Yeah, it really is. And that's not just in Florida, but you can imagine in Florida, right? They, the permitting process was slow before all of this craziness happened. Now they have fewer employees mm -hmm. and they have 10x the amount of permits coming in. And talk about there's a normal bottleneck with permitting. And now we've just exacerbated the problem to such an extent that they literally can't keep up. And I don't know if the government has the same problem hiring people as the rest of the country does, but when you put a whole bunch of people on furlough and pay them to stay home, it's hard to have enough people to even functionally do the process of the permitting. And so yeah, exactly. that's the reality of the situation. But I think if everybody knows that going in and you understand that that's just part of the process, it's going to take, yeah. it's going to take eight to 12 months to build your house, not because of the construction, but just the whole process is going to take a little bit of time. Then I think everybody's going to understand. Well, and it can work out in your favor too. I've had a couple of clients that are looking at selling property in the next six mm -hmm. months and they have some equity. They're waiting for the tenant to move out, stuff like that. And I will say, well, let's put new construction under contract that's going to be done in a year or whatever. That lease is going to be up in six months. You can move it, turn it, get it sold uh, as a retail property. And then you can do a 1031 exchange. This happened for me and I didn't even mean to. I put something under contract before the craziness of 2020. And then luckily I sold a property and luckily had one under contract already to just slide right into my 1031 exchange. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's just setting expectations appropriately and people understand that, Hey, there is no updates for the first five or six months. So get the process started mm -hmm. and take advantage of it at today's prices and then just kind of forget about it and work on your other investment 
opportunities and, exactly. and your other goals. And then by the time the house is built, you'll be coming into a very good position. And by the way, when we're talking about, you know, just to use real numbers, because price points do go up over time, as well as land, as we've already seen. So if we're talking in the, call it a $300,000 or low threes for a purchase price right now, we're seeing those appraisals in that three fifty dollars to $400,000 range consistently, almost on all properties. And this is a pre-appraisal. So this is done on specs and plans based on today's market value. Mm-hmm. A year from now, we fully anticipate those to go up, right? I mean, we're talking about equity immediately that you come into right now. However, I don't have a crystal ball and I don't want to project anyone, but just what we've seen over the past year, I mean, you should be coming into significantly more equity in addition to having rents achievable rents that are higher than we're seeing today. If this trend continues, which it is, because we're just getting more and more backed up as far as the supply goes from housing demand. More and more people are moving to the area beyond what builders can supply. Yeah. People are not leaving Florida to go north. That's not what's happening. And I think it's important that we have this probably ever, we've had the normal migration of people who are retiring and they go down to Florida because it's warm and there's, it's like the retirement place, right? That's cool. That's not what we're talking about here. That is still happening. What we're talking about is a massive net migration of people from places that are not friendly to either business or the people who live there to a free state with no state income tax, but generally low taxes to begin with. And as far as businesses go and jobs, if you want the ability to grow your business without the government all over you, you go to Texas or you go to Florida, you go to Tennessee, you go to these places where the state is open for business. I would add too that I've seen a lot of my personal clients as well as friends, family, a lot of companies are shutting down their offices and saying work from home. And I have several clients that live in California. They're not moving their business, but they're saying, well, if I don't have to live in California and pay top dollar for rent, why wouldn't I live somewhere that's more affordable, maybe more enjoyable, whatever. And if you're coming from California, most people love the California weather, right? So I've seen a lot of people and not just business owners, but people who are now working from home with the flexibility to live anywhere. So no state income tax and warm weather, all the things. I just talked <laughs> into it right now, Zach. <laughs> yeah, as long as we avoid the Tiger King, I think, right? I don't know where- uh... <laughs> Isn't he up in, uh, he's up in South Carolina with me. So I think we're good. <laughs> I think at least one of those guys lives just up the street in Myrtle beach. So I'm not sure where, uh, Carol lives, but, uh, Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, where they live. I barely yeah. even know who these people are. I wouldn't have paid much attention, but one of them is in Myrtle, which is literally an hour yeah. away. Yeah, Ron's we've, in the we've know. Actually, we've actually thought about going up there and Besties. staying high. Yeah. <laughs> The, what's uh, the worst run- best show ever? Oh my, oh horrible! My it's like a train wreck. Keep running that thing on as as long as they can, I guess. Yeah. America loves the drama, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's run through a quick scenario just to use an example of one of our own properties we just completed, if you don't mind. Just yeah, to sure. look at the numbers, I just really want to hit the point home with everyone, like how exceptional the opportunity is when you. First of all, when you're building a property, it's pretty rare to come into this much equity. Most properties, I think people would agree that by the time they're completed, they're worth more than you're paying for them to some degree. Mm-hmm. The big challenge with new construction, though, in our experience in different markets is actually being able to have positive cash flow just because the rent numbers don't match up. And people are investing in new construction because they like new construction. They like appreciation, quality tenants, and things like this in great areas in the path of progress. 
with this type of opportunity, you get to have your cake and eat it too. You really do. You have to be patient for it to be built, but these houses are still putting out double digit cash flow returns, cash on cash returns when you're running a house for 22 to $2,400 a month. And it's right around that $300,000 price point that will still with conventional financing still produce double digit cash flow, probably 500 plus bucks a month after net after all your expenses and debt service. But with this property, we just completed and got CO on a couple of weeks ago, by the way, it rented out three weeks prior to completion at $2,395. So this is right at $2,400 a month. We're going to be cash flowing probably over $700 on this thing once it's- Wait, can we hit the pause button? You rented it out at the top rent range in December? In December, before it's even built, before it's even built. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Heather, that's how (laughs) few homes that there are. I know. In December- Same thing is happening here in South Carolina and not even to the same degree. There's literally nothing to rent and there's nothing to buy. So imagine you're trying to come here or go to Florida. You have to take the first house you can get. So you're going to get top rent and you're going to get really good people too, because you can literally take your pick of the tenant pool. Yeah. That's still crazy though. I expected you to hit lower on the rent range just because it's December. This isn't even, I haven't even got to the exciting part yet. I'm sorry. I'm stopped. Unpause. <laughs> that is a huge benefit though, right? I mean, that's a huge benefit. Of course, we're very happy about that. And that's not like this needle in the haystack type of deal. Like this, this stuff is happening. And depending on the location, you know, 22 to $2,400 a month, very realistic to rent out very quickly. But I'm having, Heather, I'm having a hard time calculating my ROI on this thing because I'm cash flow and call $700 a month, but I'm into it for no money at all. So I don't know how to run those numbers. I think they're infinite. Would you agree? Yes. $700, we annualize the number. So $8,400 a year and we divide by zero, not a number. (laughs) And the reason behind that is, is because we're into it. Okay. So we're all into it for call it 300,000, right around that. The appraisal came back and it came back at 410 for us to do a cash out refi on, which allowed us at 75% for a cash out refi allowed us to be into it for over the loan to be yeah. over $300 a month. And that will impede a little bit on the cash flow, but it's still going to be positive cash flow. By the time we cash out refi, we will pull all of our money back out of it. I almost sold that property just because that's pretty attractive to have yeah. that hundred K of equity just sitting there. But as Ron said, in the very beginning, we were talking before this podcast, even and we wish we held on to these more. We decided this market is going to, is strong. It's going to continue. We wanted to hold it. It's still positive cash flow, and we were able to do a cash out refi with getting all of our capital back out. That's an exciting yeah, thing. Yeah, that rocks. That's amazing. Property with well, no dollars invested is pretty awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, this is exciting, and we are excited to be able to provide this to all of you out there listening, to all of our clients. And so, if you're interested in this, then Heather, we need to have people email in. What we're going to do yeah. is we're going to start a list. And we'll just go down the list. It's very similar to what we just did with the townhomes, right? We're just going to start a list. We'll go down through the list in order that you guys reach out. And and we should have these available like on our site once, of course, we work through the wait list. <laughs> and we should have them ready, though, to go under contract within about a week or two of this podcast coming out. So we're really close to having all of the details 
hammered out. So pretty excited because of the demand for our clients that they get the product that they're looking for. Again, with our business model that everybody wins, right? Zach, your company wins, our company wins and our clients win. So that's why it makes it easy to be excited because there's nobody that's losing out. So and the tenants win, they get an exceptional yeah. place to live in a exactly. beautiful part of the country. Exactly. Yep. I was just getting ready to say, I mean, uh, the people who are literally waiting for a house to be open so that they can actually move in when they win big because they've been, some of these people have been waiting for a long time Yes, just for somewhere they can go live in the state of Florida. So if you're interested in this product, please reach out to us at invest at rpcinvest.com. You're welcome to reach out to your property consultant that you've been working with at the company as well. Easier to track though, timestamps. If you email, maybe even copy that invest at rpcinvest.com email address. So we can make sure we work through priority make sure that we have feed the hungry, I guess. <laughs> so, Zach, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thanks for sharing your incredible business model and the uh, unbelievable opportunity that you have down yeah. in Florida. It's been a pleasure, you guys. We know that you take exceptional care of your clients. You work hard to provide the best investment opportunities to them across the country. We're very excited to be partnered with you and look forward to an exciting 2022. Yeah, hopefully awesome. we'll move on just beyond Florida here pretty soon. So I know you work in other areas. So super exciting. So thanks Absolutely. for joining us today. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Until next time, get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.